0: Welcome back. I'm George Abernathy, the proud president of Freight Waves. Welcome back to the initial Global Trade Tech Virtual Conference presented by American Shipper. I'm thrilled with all of the content that we've been able to provide you so far and what you're looking forward to over the next 20 to 25 minutes is going to take it up to even another level. I'm going to be pleased to be joined now by Mario Harik. Mario is the chief information officer of XPO. Mario, my old friend, Thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it.
1: Thanks so much for having us on, George.
0: Let me do a little bit of table setting for everybody about Mario and about XPO. I'm pretty sure that many of you know Mario already, and I'm pretty sure that most of you know about XPO. but let's table set real quickly. Mario leads the design and implementa- implementation of XPO's integrated technology infrastructure and systems across the company's service range, That service range includes contract, reverse and engineered logistics, the e-commerce supply chain, last mile logistics, brokered, owned, and managed freight transportation, and freight forwarding. XPO's global tech organization focuses on four areas of innovation, the digital freight marketplace, automation and intelligent machines, dynamic data science, and visibility and customer service. Mario's got quite a job and does quite a job. Let me talk to you just quickly about XPO Logistics. XPO Logistics, Inc., which is traded on the NYSE under the ticker XPO, is a top 10 global provider of cutting-edge supply chain solutions to the most successful companies in the world. The company operates as a highly integrated network of people, technology, and physical assets in 30 countries with over 1,500, I believe 1,506 locations and Approximately a hundred thousand employees and fifty thousand customers. So, who better to be able to speak about global trade technology than Mario Harik? Mario, let's get to it. This is going to be really exciting. So, let's 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 level set a little bit about the overall marketplace. Um, XPO is is obviously one of the largest facilitators in e-commerce, um, including heavy goods that have examples like Ikea and Peloton. How has the consumer demand shifted in terms of online versus brick and mortars from XPO's perspective?
1: Yeah, we, so e-commerce has been the consumer story for the last 15 years, and uh, we've seen with the pandemic, with, the, with COVID, an acceleration of the growth of e-commerce across many of the geographies where we operate in uh, that, uh, that was unseen before in terms of the overall scale of that, uh, of that growth. And uh, today we're the largest e-commerce fulfiller in Western Europe, one of the largest here in North America, so we get to see those trends directly from the customers that we service. And we, we actually, with the pandemic, we did a survey for our customers' customers. So these are consumers uh, that actually buy things online. And what we saw was pretty fascinating, where 94% of all the people who responded are more likely to buy something online than they had been in a pre-pandemic setup. And we also saw a big shift in terms of the type of products that they are buying. Uh, so areas like grocery or apparel, uh, or personal care or healthcare-type products that were more common for people to buy in a brick-and-mortar store as opposed to doing it online, that had shifted quite a bit through, through the COVID pandemic. And what's also interesting is, uh, since, uh, as you said, we are the largest last-mile delivery company for heavy goods here in North America, uh, we are also have seen through that survey that 55% of those who responded have started a do-it-yourself-type project since the onset of the pandemic, so this is where they're setting up a home office, a home gym, for some sort of setup where they need obviously a heavy good uh, to be deployed and delivered uh, over to their uh, to their home. Uh, but the, the common trend though that we see with the e-commerce growth, that what consumer wants really are a couple of things. One is around speed, so getting that product same day or next day or. At you know, actually within a couple of days, but also in terms of availability of the products that they are looking to buy. So with that shift of demand on different types of inventory or SKUs from our customers, uh, the consumers have, again, shifted that demand that meant that the providers or the, our customers needed to, to make sure that they have availability of that inventory. And all of that was driven, again, through, through what we have seen in a very short period of time uh, with the COVID pandemic.
0: That's really so interesting, and I and I think puts into a great perspective um, what's happened so far and what you've seen happening from the COVID nineteen impact on e commerce for bricks and mortar. And um, I'm sure that my beautiful wife wishes that I had done a few more do it yourself projects, but that's still available to us. But COVID's been with us now for about six months, Mario. Um, let's let's do a little crystal balling early on here. What's your outlook? for XPO for the the rest of 2020 and and next year with regards to the impact that that COVID being a little bit more in our rearview mirror could have on the balance of the year and maybe put in the perspective of we're not going to see a Black Friday like we've seen before. How do you expect that to impact these various supply chain networks?
1: Yeah, overall, we're very upbeat about the post-pandemic recovery, and, and we are very upbeat for a few reasons, and a lot of it goes back to logistics as being a critical service that we offer our customers in terms of them being able to fulfill, for example, for, to, to an increase in demand for, for e-commerce if you're a retailer. And uh, now, there was short-term pain, no doubt about it, and that impacted us a lot of us personally and obviously a lot of businesses around the mm-hmm. globe. Uh, but we have seen a very steady recovery. Uh, so what we have seen through our customer supply chains, uh, the, the bottom of the, of the impact of the pandemic was during the month of April. Uh, we saw that impact originally in the West Coast, in the U.S., through shipments coming in from China and in the West uh, Western Europe, uh, then eventually the U.S. But really the bottom of it was during the month of April, and we have seen the steady improvement since April. In terms of supply chains, having more and more product uh, going through it, and in terms of the demand of customers and consumers uh, to these uh, these type of uh, services. Now, also, some sectors will take longer. uh, When you think about the industrials or the auto-type sectors, these will take a bit longer uh, than, say, retail. Uh, where where a lot of that growth is now shifted from it being a brick-and-mortar store-type growth to it being focused on e-commerce growth uh, for for retailers. Uh, so, again, we're very, you know, we're both around the overall uh, market and where things are going, uh, given the services we offer our customers. Now, in terms of our customers, uh, these are, uh, you know, we, we service today 70% of the Fortune 100 uh, companies, uh, and for for these type of companies, Uh, They want more flexibility, and they're looking for more outsourcing for their supply chains. Uh, The main reason being, with a disruption like COVID, you want to make sure that you have the flexibility to overall de-risk your supply chain. Uh, They want to have faster supply chains. Again, if you're a consumer and you buy a product online, you don't want to wait two weeks or a week for that product. You want to get it the same day or next day. So the speed of the supply chain is becoming more and more important in a post-pandemic world. And then finally, the expansion of e-commerce that we already discussed is a third area that we see a lot of demand in. And being a technologist, technology is in the middle of making these things happen. The way you can execute on a faster supply chain, on a more efficient supply chain, is is through the use of technology. And we've built a lot of great proprietary uh,
0: technology to support the services we offer our customers. So you talked about a couple of the business demands that have been COVID-specific and XBO with the the remarkable portfolio that, that you have played such an integral role of integrating. Do you see, you talk about the the faster supply chain and all, what trend do you see that really occurred during the business demands of COVID-19 that will continue on in the future?
1: So, so the first one obviously is e-commerce. Uh, we already kind of c- c- covered that, but with tied to the consumer demand that is heightening in e-commerce, uh, that's a trend that will continue uh, through even in a post-pandemic environment, where more and more people are getting used to buying categories of products they never bought online before. Uh, so, if you're, for example, if you never used to buy your groceries online, but you have done it for three, four, five months through the COVID pandemic, there's a high likelihood you're going to continue that type of behavior in the post-pandemic world. And this goal also expands to other areas like apparel or fashion, where it was more common for people to buy these type of products in a, in a physical store as opposed to online. So, the e-commerce trend will, will be here uh, with us for, for, the long, for the long run uh, in terms of the continuing to, to grow post-pandemic. Uh, the second area that we see a lot of, which is closely related to e-commerce, is reverse logistics. Uh, so, today, as a company, uh, we handle more than 200 million units per year of inventory uh, or product returns from, con- from consumers or companies that they want to take those products back into their supply chain. And uh, typically, with e-commerce, uh, your average return rate is of than 20% uh, on, on an average basis. Versus if you look at a brick and mortar operation, your average return rate is usually 8 to 10%. So suddenly your reverse logistics uh, operation becomes much more important and much more uh, it has to be much more efficient in terms of even recovering the product, disposing of the product, recycling it. And technology can help a lot with that, being able to make sure that this part of the supply chain is operating as efficiently as possible. And the third area of a trend that we continue to see, now working in technology and logistics, we get, we get to see that every day, uh, but it's the demand for customers for innovative solutions of speed, nimbleness, agility, and really being innovative and quick on your feet and responding to either challenges in the supply chain or new demands in the supply chain. And to give you a couple of examples, uh, through the COVID pandemic, uh, one, one of our uh, key technology platforms is XPO Connect, which is our th- digital freight marketplace. This is where customers can log in online, they can book shipments, uh, price them, track them, and then carriers can use either our drive app or the system to be able to procure the freight all electronically in automated ways. And uh, on that platform, within a month of the COVID pandemic, we had launched a COVID-19 dashboard that allowed our customers to see the impact of the pandemic on infrastructure, municipalities, airports that could impact their supply chain from a self-service perspective, just on the tool. Another example, in our last mile business, today we do more than 10 million deliveries where we cross a a person's uh, home threshold. We go to somebody's home to either install a couch or a fridge, and we launch contactless capabilities. So as opposed to a contract carrier handing their own device to a customer to sign and take a receipt of the delivery, they can actually do it on their own device. And we need these things in record time so when it comes to customers, being able to uh, to react quickly, being able to change the supply chain, being able to add capacity, are all trends that we will continue to see in the post-pandemic as well.
0: So the next phase of your investment, as you're thinking about the nimbleness that you've brought during the pandemic. So as you describe a, a, a scorecard and, a, and capabilities that your customers have to deal with this. Um, where are you? Where are you? Where where is XPO turning now as far as investing in technology? Where where are you seeing that uh, move? And I guess as you you talk about last mile, you guys are you know you're you're involved literally you know from beginning to end as you're investing in technology. Are there investments inside the warehouse that you're also that you're also looking at. I'm really fascinated to see where you're, where you're thinking your dollars are going to be spent and where your efforts are going to be going post-pandemic.
1: Well, the technology has always been part of our DNA from the early days of the company. And that's the reason why we spend roughly $500 million a year on the proprietary systems that we offer our customers to run their supply chains or have them run their supply chains. And when we break it out, there are really four broad categories uh, that we focus on. And the first one is around data science, machine learning, and AI, where if you're into, in the in logistics, you're very much in the data business. You're collecting data in terms of inventories, in terms of where product is going, where product is coming from, uh, transportation moves with trucks and, and availability of trucks. So that's, a, that's a, uh, the, the first big area of focus for us. And to give you a couple of examples, uh, we spoke earlier about the inventory management. Uh, where we, As a company, we don't own the inventory, but we have our customers figure out How much inventory do they need? So we use machine learning to look at consumer purchasing trends and be able to predict how many inventory uh, units you need out of each SKU that you have and where you need to position that inventory so you can have the most optimal supply chain possible. Uh, Another example is in our our less than truckload business where we operate today more than 8,000 routes of pickup and delivery every day and using machine learning so we can predict How much time every stop is going to take, we call it dwell time, and being able to optimize the sequencing so our drivers have the best route possible to be able to meet the customer expectations, but also have the most efficient route possible. And all of these are examples of how we use data science and machine learning to be able to optimize our operation. Uh, The second broad area is around our XPO Connect freight marketplace. We believe that the world of transportation is going to be automated over time. That shippers will use platforms or have their systems talking to our APIs, to so our systems, to be able to price, book, uh, manage shipments, track shipments, and get full end to end visibility uh, of these shipments across, across the board. And we believe that this platform is gonna enable our shippers to be more efficient, but also give our carriers the ability to make their fees much more productive in how they operate their, their, their business every, uh, every day. And the third area, it's around that visibility, so using devices that we have deployed in the trucks, the handheld devices, mobility, to really give customers end to end visibility on their supply chain so they know where the bottlenecks are and they know what they need to optimize. And the fourth area, the one that kind of has yeah, more details on, is around warehouse automation. Uh, because we believe that the warehouses of the future will be more and more automated in how they operate. Uh, we spoke about e-commerce as an example. Uh, when, you, when we suddenly go from shipping cases or pallets of goods to a store, to shipping individual units of product to a consumer, you need to have a much more efficient warehouse. Uh, And this is where deploying warehouse automation and robotics uh, really help us deliver on those type of uh, capabilities uh, for our customers. Now, specifically on on automation, uh, the first area is what we call collaborative robots or cobots. And think of these as being autonomous robots that can work with our uh, workers in the warehouses to make them twice as efficient where they can go autonomously to a picking location, and then they can go autonomously once the picking uh, mission is done, all the way to packaging, where they reduce walking time, they make the job safer, they make our people more efficient. Uh, the second broad area is what we call goods-to-person robotics. Uh, and this is really great application for e-commerce. Uh, but think of a uh, robotic solution where the picker in a warehouse is actually stationary, and then you have robots that bring shelves of product to a stationary picker. Where the bigger can then pick those products, scan them, validate them, and then put them in the bin for packaging, but eventually that product goes to the consumer. And we see four to five times the productivity improvement when we launch this type of technology in a warehouse. And then finally, areas like um, robotic arms that can do picking or product customizations. We're also deploying more and more of these for our customer operations, where we can customize a portion of how the warehouse operates uh, for for a given customer. Uh, But again, we, we believe that automation helps the warehouses be more efficient, meet quality standards, improve employee safety because effectively you don't have to you have to walk less, you have to interact less and you're more stationary as a picker as an example. So it's a win-win all across um, all across the deployments where, where we do this uh, when we deploy these technologies.
0: We've had so much discussion over the last three to five years around AI and machine learning to hear that you're actually putting it into action uh, that, that XB is really delivering on that is, is really exciting because there's been so much conversation around it that uh, I think has has been a little hollow in what the deliverable has been but it it's certainly certainly is obvious that uh, that is delivering on those promises today so let me let me hone down as we talked about e-commerce let me hone down on you know a certain customer type of yours. you, you have a large cachet of customers, that are Fortune 500 retailers. What specifically would a Fortune 500 retailer be looking for from XBO to to deliver for their benefit?
1: Well, retailers and a lot of our other customers have gained a lot of appreciation in the help we can bring to de risk their supply chain. So when you think about the COVID pandemic and suddenly demand for certain products has significantly increased and demand for other products have, have gone down, Uh, Being able to have your supply chain respond to such changes, meet your customers' demand and doing it in an effective way has been a big value for our customers. Uh, They also value large financially stable companies that can weather uh, a pandemic like like COVID or a disruption like COVID and having access to capacity. Uh, To give you an example, our XPO Connect Freight marketplace has more than 60,000 carriers And these are the companies that our customers can tap into to help move that freight from a full truckload perspective. And similarly, we have access to to real estate, to robotic solutions and automations, but we can help our customers pop up a new warehouse or respond to a demand in a given market in in a much more nimble way. Uh, So again, a lot of our retailers as well that have been more focused on brick and mortar uh, have now uh, are looking now to grow significantly their omni-channel or e-commerce operations. So being able to tap into our capabilities to help them onboard or, or start up these operations or expand them in some cases has been uh, very important as well. Now, in terms of the smaller players, even the small and mid-sized retailers have, that have been predominantly, or a lot of them have focused on brick and mortar, also had had this need to move more towards the e-commerce or omnichannel distribution type setups, where we all obviously, as a, as a company, we could uh, we could help them flex that up. And one of our offering, uh, by the way, is XPO Direct, where this is a shared space distribution network of facilities, uh, where we have a number of warehouses that cover all of North America, as well as 85 last mile hubs that allow us to do last mile deliveries for heavy goods, uh, which was also an increasing trend in demand uh, through the COVID pandemic. And this would allow our customer to flex up the amount of capacity they have for fulfillment uh, through one of our offerings as well. So, again, a lot of it was around de risking the supply chain. It was figuring out how they can respond to a much higher demand of e commerce and switching from more brick and mortar volumes to more uh, e com uh, volumes in their supply chains.
0: Well, uh, sadly, uh, our time together is, is, is going to be coming to an end here quickly. So, I want to sort of give you the platform because. Your enthusiasm is infectious. Um, your enthusiasm for the technology that you and your team are delivering to your customers is infectious. So you've got me excited. So I'm going to ask you, what what in the future, what has you excited about in the future and as you're looking ahead?
1: Looking ahead, that's a great question, George. And being a technologist in logistics is it, it, really outstanding because you get to deploy technology that changes How companies operate, how product goes to people's homes, how we actually go about living every day, and being able to deploy technology in the real physical world that can have a true impact is just, it's incredibly exciting to be a part of. And I I get the the pleasure to lead a team of 1,700 technologists that are truly some of the best and brightest in our industry to deliver on these services. But in terms of solutions, I really break it down. The top three on on my list are the first one I mentioned, the data science and AI and machine learning. I was recently in a fireside chat at a CB Insights event where Mark Cuban was uh, a speaker before me, and he said, the future of business is going to be AI haves and AI have-nots. And I believe that the use of data has a major impact on how we can deliver service and optimize supply chains around the globe. Uh, the second broad category, uh, I mentioned it earlier, is our XPO connected to freight marketplace. Uh, I think the world of transportation is going to be more and more efficient where customers will be able to book more and more of their shipments across multiple modes in fully automated ways and be able to leverage the best capacity providers, the best carriers to provide the right service, where it's really a win-win for both customers and carriers uh, being able to use our platform and help automate the transaction flow. And the third one is around really around warehouse automation, where when you look at the flow of goods, the speed of supply chains, the need for quality, uh, all of that leads back to robotics and advanced automation. Uh, Last year, we announced our partnership with Nestle in the UK, who's one of our customers, uh, where we are launching what we call the warehouse of the future. And in that warehouse, we automated every portion of that operation and how we intake pallets, how we store them, how we retrieve them, how we have robotic arms building co-pack pallets that go to stores or distribution facilities. And uh, I get incredibly excited to think about the potential for advanced automation and robotics in warehouses and how we can help make these operations more efficient as well.
0: Mario. I could go all day. Um, I get smarter every time we talk. Uh, I want to say thank you to Mario Harek, who is the chief information officer at XPO, for providing this incredible, incredible fireside chat keynote. Um, Thank you for your time. Thank you for, again, the infectious enthusiasm that you bring to delivering your customer value through the technology XPO provides. Thank you, Mario. It was wonderful to see you, my friend.
1: Thanks so much, George. Good seeing you again. Thanks for having
0: us on. Take good care. Thank you very much and enjoy the rest of the Global Trade Tech Virtual Conference.